Twas a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place that perhaps you've seen in your dreams. Here's a story of angels, Leota and Thor, and I'm sure that it's one you've not heard here before. So dear podcast listeners, seen and unseen, we hope you have fun and enjoy Halloween. You know, there are always angels everywhere. And in, in once in a in a very great while, we're blessed to be able to meet one. I had such a privilege. My angel's name was Leota. In about 1986 or so, I was I was working as a ride concept designer and illustrator fresh out of Art Center College of Design for a company that I've referred to before called Sequoia Creative in, in, in Sunland, California. And it was a wonderful place. Uh, it was founded and created by Bob Gurr, who, as many of you know, former WED engineer. Dave Swenninger, who was who who ran the Mapo animatronics uh, at Imagineering or Wed back in the day, and Tom Reidenbach, a former Disney Animation guy and architect, and you can imagine all the stories I heard of the old times at Wed and uh, the making of the most legendary attractions in Disney history from from these guys. And so, you know, I, I sat and I drew and I painted in my small design department as the, as the sound of pneumatic tools and faint smell of resin casting. Um, drifted through the building from the huge production shop in the rear. And um, this is where I was bitten by the bug, you could say, to, to work in themed entertainment. It must have been, I don't know, about a year or so working there that I can recall getting up from my drawing table to stretch my legs, as I often did, and see what was being just built in the in the back shop um and sequoia creative at this time was building the the huge king kong animatronic for universal studios in florida and many other projects this particular you know this day this particular day i i strolled through the shop and um, you know I hear this little very enchanting um, woman's voice off to one corner way in the back of the production area and I'm like what is that it sounded like 
woman's voice that was talking to a child or um, a pet or something like that. Uh, a very beautiful, angelic kindness and a childlike tone in her voice. And I was totally, I was totally mesmerized um, as I was searching for where this was originating from. And I heard this, this sweet woman's voice. She was, she was saying, uh, okay, sweetie pie. Um, I will have you all set to go real soon. Don't, don't you worry, honey. I'm painting you a beautiful new saddle with gems and all kinds of things. And she, she continued, and I'm thinking, well, what, what's going on back here? And I headed to the direction of the voice to, uh, and I end up finding a, um, a half dozen or so old wooden carousel horses that were sitting in the Sequoia shop way in the corner. Apparently, um, Sequoia had agreed to refinish these for, uh, for, for some theme park. And uh, um, one of those small, you know, side gigs, I guess, you could say that the company was doing and um, out of the darkness of the corner, um, there was just a few little shop lights on that were warmly shining on these old wooden horses in the corner, and 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 I um, and I discovered the the source of this voice, and. My eyes, they bring to focus this older woman um, who kind of tilts her head down and looks over her reading glasses at me, and she kind of giggles. And she goes, hi. And she goes on to say, you know, I was just telling the horses that everything was going to be just fine. These poor little babies need so much attention. And she giggled and laughed a bit and said, Hi, my name is Lee. Lee Thomas. And so the first thing that struck me was she had the most beautiful blue sparkling eyes I had ever seen. And they were framed by this dark mascara and big butterfly-like eyelashes. Um, uh, eyes that could tell you magical stories uh, um, just by her, her gaze and the way she looked at you. And I sat with her for a while, and I watched her paint, and it was absolutely the most enchanting thing I had ever seen. She spoke to these wooden horses as if, uh, like they were alive in between our conversation, and and I swear to you, <laughs> if the sky 
is above us and blue, those wooden sculptures began to just come to life and breathe the longer I stayed. And their eyes kind of twinkled. There was, there was something she was doing that brought these inanimate objects to life and I I felt their presence and their 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 soul as they let Lee work her uh, her tender loving magic on them and it wasn't long before Lee became a, a really dear friend of mine at Sequoia and it was months before I really knew even who this lady was and as to her Disney history and Tom Reidenbach was the first, I, I think, to bring it to my attention regarding her being Madame Leota in the Haunted Mansion, Crystal Ball, formerly. And also, you know, of the work that she did at WED um, and figure finish on the Pirates and the Enchanted Tiki Room and all kinds of things. And... And, you know, she never bragged about it or boasted about it or talked about it. So, you know, you'd have to um, know, you'd have to know about it to have any idea of what, who this person was. Um, this trait greatly added to the wonderful uh, childlike magic that, that, that Lee possessed. And as months went on, and Lee worked on various projects there, um, she fit seamlessly into the small group of, of designers in my department. And um, though she was over probably over twice our age, it really didn't matter. Um, she loved to laugh at our immature humor and our shenanigans. And I absolutely loved her laugh. It was nothing short of infectious, and it was saturated with sheer childlike joy. I, I, I recall on one instance her, um, you know, begging us to stop making her laugh because it, it would make it would make her cry with laughter, and her, and her mascara would run down her face. <laughs> I recall many lunches where we all sat in the break room or back in the design department. We had a table where we often congregated and ate our lunch. And um, we, we all we all were almost sick to our stomachs with laughing, and including Lee. And we all adored her. And she and she she used to say, "Oh, you know." You keep me so young. I love being with you guys. And so I I think must that that must be um why we all were gifted with each other back then. Um I sure know she was a blessing to all of us. Um, no doubt, especially me. And one of my favorite things was when the design department would decide we all wanted to go to Disneyland together on, on, on a Saturday. And Lee had, you know, her silver pass still, even though she had been let go from Disney a few years just before that. 
and she would walk us in on the side gate, some of us, and if you could only imagine what it was like to go on the Haunted Mansion and Pirates with Leota herself, I mean, I got to do this. I sat in the uh, doom buggy, as they call it, numerous times with Lee. And we passed through the seance room section of the Haunted Mansion. And Lee used to say that for some reason, when she rode this ride, the majority of the time, the vehicle would stop, uh, you know, just for a moment, right in front of the crystal ball where you saw her image. Um, and I'll tell you what, I have no idea if it was sheer coincidence or something far more wondrous, but the first time I rode with her, she and I, by God, if that vehicle did not stop right in front of the crystal ball and Lee starts to laugh hysterically at my expression. I mean, my jaw dropped. It was, you know, one of those moments that you just never forget. Another favorite Disneyland moment with Lee was when we had a, a, a shooting contest in Frontierland. There was a small arcade with a Davy Crockett rifle-themed quarter machine. And we all took turns popping off targets, and Lee was... She was such a great, such a great sport. Again, she was a big kid laughing as, as she always would and I think it's um, one of the only photographs I have of her actually um, I've shared with other people from this time I, I took it while she wasn't looking and uh, um, she's holding her Davy Crockett rifle in the shooting gallery with her glasses on and uh, it's a it's a very sweet memory and and photograph um another favorite uh memory was um at the time uh it happened that lee uh, and i got laid off from sequoia at the same time uh work was slow and I think it was only a few weeks and I get a call from Lee and she had gotten a position as a, as a production artist for the first of the Disney stores when they were first getting started. And this was back when the first ones were being created all different, uh, all differently. They all had different themes and Lee put in a good word and before I knew it I was working side by side again with Lee in, in Burbank in, in this old dusty production building painting um, set work for the stores and I I spent a lot of days chatting with her uh, as we painted and she spoke about her daughter Kim um, and her past and all the memories of working at WED it was a wonderful thing to hear as we did our work. And the thing I liked the most was when, of course, when she talked about Walt. Um, I believe 
I believe Walt saw the magic, the, the innocence and the pure magic and gift to the company that Lee brought and cherished cherished her as much as as much as I did um, it was one uh, evening that uh, I remember that we were working on Disney stores painting these sets and the two of uh, us were we were working near this big accordion style metal almost like a garage door thing it was part of the big production building and they had it open just for ventilation and the evening was approaching and the sun was very low outside casting a very beautiful sunset for a smoggy Burbank skyline <laughs> and she stopped for a moment and she pointed out how beautiful the sky was and she began to tell me about a memory And she said, there was a time when she was doing a painting rehab um, on the 20,000 League sub ride in Disney World when it was still in operation. And the entire lagoon of the ride was drained dry. Um, and... Well, she was out there um, painting the uh, rocks and the and the um, uh, the coral and all the things that were down there, you know, freshening them all up um, so that when they refilled it, it would, you know, look good again. And um, she said to me when I was down there, you know. And it was all drained. I was all by myself. And the, and the sun was getting low. Um, and she said, you know, I was feeling... I was feeling sad a bit because she said she remembered back when Walt was alive and, and he, used to make, he used to make it a point to let Lee know um, that he appreciated you know, her work and that he approved. And when she was doing the uh, birds in the tiki room, the faces of the pirates and all those things, um, she said Walt would always walk by uh, often late in the day and say, great job, Lee, you know, good job. And she said she knew she had done things right. And, and that made her feel wonderful that Walt would, would say that to her and engage with her like that. And Lee went on with her story and she said on this particular late afternoon as she sat alone, you know, clothes and arms full of paint and sitting at the bottom of this dry submarine lagoon, um, she said, I stopped for a minute and I, and, and I just sort of, I spoke lightly um, and I whispered to Walt and said um, I wish you were still here um, I'm, I miss it dearly uh, when you used to give 
me a wink and words of approval. And her eyes, I remember, got kind of teary and her voice cracked a bit. And, um, and she looked at me and said, do you, know, do you know what happened next? And of course, I said, no, what? You know, what? She said, at that moment, I looked up into the Florida sky and over the ridge of the lagoon that I was in, the dry lagoon, I saw the most breathtaking, unbelievable rainbow. It, 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 she said it, it felt so close and so luminous. Um, she said, I felt like I could reach out and take a scoop of it, like, like it was ice cream. And she half cried and half giggled in a way that you'd have to know her to, to understand. Um, and she went on to say that that, that was Walt. I have no doubt in my mind that rainbow was Walt saying, just like he used to, great job, Lee, great job. And you know, it really he even does right now. It choked me up. And I watched the rusty Burbank sky fade to black. Out that big door that we were sitting by before cleaning our brushes and heading home for the day. Not long after after this I was hired back to Sequoia Creative um, and back into my career eventually into the 90s uh, which brought me into Imagineering and I spoke to Lee once in a while um, over the years um, I'd always ask how she was doing and and what she was painting she told me about her her watercolors and that she loved to paint cabbage flowers in her spare time I don't know why of all things cabbage flowers but that's what she wanted to do and not long after I end up hearing that she passed away of cancer and I knew I was never going to hear that voice again You know, it's true that there are angels out there everywhere, whether you recognize them or not. And perhaps only, maybe you think to look of them for them uh, when their wings can be seen or their halos glow, but they're always out there. And they're usually the quiet little things that you see in the shadows and the whispers that you hear in the wind. And they're, and they're there in their ordinary paint spattered clothes 
are beautiful. So, I suggest you keep a, a keen eye out for angels. Because they're going to catch you out there when you're not aware. And I guarantee you, they'll fill your heart and your life with magic. That you could never, ever imagine. Be sure to bring your death certificate if you decide to join us.